Hey, what's up, guys? Leland Baptist here, and I wanted to give you guys an awesome, awesome opportunity. So if you are a business owner, if you're an investor, and guess what you're going to need? You're going to need a bank account to house all that money, right? Passive income and active income. So if you're looking for a bank account, one of my suggestions is for you to look at North One Bank. North One Bank is a virtual online bank account. I know you were thinking, I thought about it too, like, man, how am I going to initiate wires? Well, you do it literally from your home. No more going to the bank and having to sign off as you transfer money from one area to the, to the other, or you wire things from one company to the other, right? All you have to do is go to lelandbaptist.com slash north1. That's lelandbaptist.com forward slash north, N-O-R-T-H, one, O-N-E. Set up your free account. And because you use that special link, you are going to get $75 when you open your account. They're literally going to pay you for that. Now, what's great about North One is that you can utilize it anywhere. It's virtual banking and there's no issues, uh, no additional fees necessary. So if you're a business owner or you're looking to open up another account for your business or for your investment accounts, try it out. Go to LelandBaptist.com forward slash North One. You'll be happy that you're there. You're listening to the Commercial Finance Podcast by Lee Chandler, where we discuss industry insights, tips about lending, capital finance, business acquisitions. The worst investment you can have is cash. Real estate acquisitions. Your financial advice depends on who you are. And everything in between. This is the Commercial Finance Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lee Chandler Podcast. And before we get into the guest, we want to tell you exactly why you want to pay attention in this particular episode, because I'm going to learn something new. I'm not sure if some of you guys will, but I'm excited. Uh, what we're going to cover is how anyone, based on what's going on in the market, what you're hearing in the news cycle, how you can utilize the stock market as a tool to create a profit for yourself. And we have our guest speaker here, but before we before we introduce our, our guest speaker, I first want to introduce uh, two of our managers, and I have I'll have them introduce themselves now, and then we'll get started. Hello, everyone. My name is Marcus Baker. I've well, got a bachelor's degree in accounting, and I handle our training resources. So, if you guys want to learn anything, I'm always happy to talk. And my name is Hank Hunt. I'm one of the managers at Lee Chandler. I have a degree in accounting and MBA, and I've worked in the financial arena forever. And now uh, we want to introduce our guest speaker. That's Mr. Ladon Clinton. 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 Excuse me, Clinton. Sorry about that, man. Mm-hmm. No, it's all right. <laughs> it's so, all right. Um, if you guys have listened to the previous uh, uh, recording. Uh, LaDonna was able to walk us through some of the complexities with, with investing in the stock market. And today we're going to get a little more detail so that we can we can help you guys out. Um, for those who will be able to see the screen, this is a great way to follow along. If not, if you're listening to us, maybe in your car, just listen along. And then later on, you can look at some of the charts as screenshots. So with that being said, LaDonna, 
take it away. What are we looking at right now? Okay. Well, the one thing that you're looking at right now uh, that I put up just for an example is Radeon. Uh, I just put this chart at, uh, you can find this. This is called Trading View. Uh, the, uh, this is where uh, a lot of people who are interested in the market for uh, uh, analysis of uh, where the market is going to, instead of just looking for the broad sense, you can look for individual companies. Um, they have a lot of good functions. A lot of uh, a lot of finance people use these. I'm just going to speak for myself and the people that I know. Uh, we go here, and there's a lot of different. Uh, uh, a lot of different uh, uh, indicators and tools that you can use to gather data to help you uh, make an informed decision on uh, where to invest. And so with that said, you know, I want to actually kind of give people a, um, in today's topic, uh, I wanted to give you all a uh, kind of like a visual representation of the things that I'll be explaining today. Okay. Um I try to be uh, as brief as I can, uh, but I also want to be detailed so I can get a couple of Q&As in and uh, so we can get some questions in and then look at a, a couple of specific charts uh, for today. Uh, again, I am not a licensed financial advisor. Uh, this just uh, someone who loves the market and to be able to talk and help people with financial literacy and their financial future and being active in it. I believe that um, it, it is serve a purpose, not just for you yourself, but uh, for generations to come. Because um, one of the things that uh, I heard today, and it was really pretty good. Um, I think it was Shaq. He sat there and said that they told him that he was rich, but he wasn't wealthy. And then he sat there and said, well, I thought it was the same. And he said, uh, well, could you tell me, uh, could you tell me the difference? And he said, well, being rich means that you can just buy whatever you want and ball out anytime, <laughs> buy whatever you want, anytime you want. And he says, being wealthy is, is that I will have the same amount of money when I die. Well, my kids will have the same amount of money uh, and they will, and their kids will have the same amount of money when they die. And their other kids will have the same amount of money when they die because of the way that we use the money that we have, not the money that we're going to make, but so much the money that we're going to have. Uh, I know that we talked uh, last about compound interest and how that uh, continues to uh, accumulate. And the wealthy, the difference between the rich and the wealthy is the wealthy will actually take what they have. If it was a dollar, they split it in half. So now you see 50 cents. Now the rich, they live by the same principles. Yes, you put away and you save. You know, we all learned to do that. The wealthy would take another 25 percent, which means they take that 50 percent that they hold on to, cut that, uh, split that in half, put that away as well and just live off of that 25 percent. And uh, so when I sat there and heard that, I was like, you know what? That's pretty good. But they're missing one key thing. They they're missing. Uh, they're missing. Um, how to actually put themselves, well, they, they're missing how to teach others how to, well, teach their family members how to be able to put that part aside. You got to be able to teach that type of wealth and then uh, 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 and look at the opportunities in which you could actually uh, monetize or, or better yet, uh, gain more, uh, gain more, 
uh, uh, gain more for what with what you have. In other words, compound the money that you have already and make it work for you. And so I was like, well, you have to look at the news. You have to look at the environment. You have to look at geopolitical climate now. And a lot of people, I can't read the future. And I look at this stock chart right here. And the first thing is like, how am I supposed to read that? You know, I don't have a college degree. I didn't go to school. I don't have time to sit back here and look at these, uh, what these are called as candle patterns. And it's like, uh, I don't know how to read all of that. Honestly, it could be intimidating, but that's that's just the small part. That's a small part. If you learned how to read and write your name, you could read and write this. Uh, I actually made it easy because I actually put, uh, uh, for those who are able to see this, I actually put uh, uh, levels on here where SL means stop loss, uh, uh, entry, your TP means take profit, uh, one, take profit, two, take profit, three, take profit, four. I already have this built into here uh, for my own visuals. Um, and then I can uh, also see, see where, where my red and orange line meets, where it's being overbought. That means that it's going to hit a ceiling and come back down. And then my green and yellow line means it's oversold. Uh and it's gonna uh, and it's been selling too much, so it's about it's hit its bottom and it's gonna come back up. And so, in order to even determine if these are gonna be uh, uh, um, good indicators for me, because this exactly this is exactly what these are uh, outside of the candles or indicators, is I gotta look at the news and I gotta know exactly why I'm wanting to look at a particular investment or asset. So. I said all that to say is that we're going to talk about the current news of today. Uh, and if you looked at any type of news cycle today, whether it's your local news seed or any type of national news, you're going to know that the mid, uh, 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 Europe is uh, in turmoil right now, uh, Ukraine especially with uh, the invasion of Russia. How can those uh, affect the stock market? Well, in order to really understand the stock market, you always got to look back in history. Um, I uh, actually text earlier today talking about this, but every time that, and you can almost <laughs> set your watch by it, but anytime the inflation is high, um, uh, the employment is whether it's low or high, either way, but inflation plays a big part into this right here, right? We tend to get bailed out by some type of conflict here in our economy because we went from a manufacturing economy to a um, more of a, um, we're not a supply, uh, we're no longer a supply and manufacturing, but we're more of a service industry now. Uh, our service economy. Uh, once we uh, once we move past the manufacturing, now manufacturing worked well when we was uh, in the precipice of World War Two, World War One. We were just sitting on all this labor. Hence, we're doing it again right now because a lot of people don't want to work because of COVID. A lot of people are actually being shunned to work because of some of the laws and some of the stigmas that came into effect, but. Again, all of this changes 
when conflict arises. Uh, this is an example back in 1990, uh, uh, 1945, uh, 1968, 69, with Vietnam. LBJ knew 10 years earlier that Vietnam was a losing war, but he chose to go into it anyway. But companies prospered. Uh, uh, some st uh, The S&P rose 45% annually every year compounded 45% annually every year of that conflict. Uh, uh, the uh, war on terror, stock market first tanked. Economy was gone. We was going through somewhat of a recession. The uh, bubble, the bubble was busting too. Uh, we went through a, a little bit of a bubble um, and that got us back on track. That's where our economy actually tends to kind of reset itself. But there is a historical data that tells us there are some companies that actually, um, actually, there are some investments. I'm not just going to say companies. There are assets that you could actually obtain to weather these storms for your financial, uh, for, uh, for your financial health. Um, Companies like Boeing, Lockheed, Raytheon, um, and uh, commodities like gold and oil. Um, and then there's treasury bonds, such as uh, in World War II, there was uh, war bonds. But there are also other bonds that you can have, treasury notes that you can actually get. And that's just essentially giving a loan to the government so that they can uh, fund the war. Uh, and then you also have municipal bonds. Municipal bonds have a long historical track record of paying good dividends, giving you good avenues. Uh, just think about, uh, I think Indiana just by itself uh, just passed, I think, uh, $11 billion uh, uh, in the last week worth of municipal bonds for uh, infrastructure. And with the new infrastructure, Biden's new infrastructure bill coming about, in pieces, not so much in holes, but in pieces, again, those municipal ponds will play a play a good part in that no matter what the geopolitical scene is, because people are going to still spend on that. People are still going to need money. Uh, and that's outside the war effort. So always have uh, some municipal bonds in your portfolio. Um and there are some ETFs as well. Uh, ETFs is just a combination of a bunch of stocks, whether it's in the tech sector. Uh, it could be more tech heavy. It uh, just depends. Um, and uh, uh, this is what you would get. And, and so it's just a matter of right now, uh, and I almost <laughs> digressed, but uh, as a matter of right now, uh, some of the... Uh, Stocks that are, and commodities that I named, these are the things that you want to look for in this day and age right now. Now, yes, there are some techs like AT&T, Old Faithful. AT&T will always uh, pay you great uh, dividends um, uh, that accumulate. Uh, and what I mean by dividends is that if you're, I think last week, um, I think I discussed um, how what compounding you can just, uh, if you want to use it for short-term, mid-term, or long-term uh, uh, investments, uh, strategies, with the short-term, if you just need it to add on to your monthly uh, portfolio, then you want to get uh, different types of assets that will pay monthly uh, dividends or uh, or break 
your portfolio down to where you're getting paid dividends monthly and just have your stocks out, whether they produce dividends annually, semi, well, semi-annually, uh, quarterly, or uh, monthly. It just depends. Uh, there are some real estate stocks. Now, to, to backtrack just a little bit, I only named a few uh, of those um, companies, but that just reminded me companies like, oh, um, I'm just thinking of the stock symbol right now, but uh, or ATWT, uh, that uh, these are real estate companies. They also perform well historically, but they are long term. Uh, so you might see a hit during this, uh, during this time with companies like Home Depot, um, uh, the rent, um, I mean, uh, with real estate, uh, you might see some of those things uh, come down. You might see the value go down or you might see some uh, see some of the materials go up because all commodities are going to be uh, essentially um, um I'm not going to sit there and say that, um, oh, goodness gracious, they used to use a word for uh, how much you could buy uh, for that. Um, but um, are, we, are we talking about how the commodities price itself? Yeah, no, but they used to uh, put a limit on how much of the things you can buy because like Home Depot, like with wood and uh, certain other things that you could possibly get uh, buy, they used to just give you a limit. Rations. They used to put rations on it. That was the word I was looking for. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, uh, they used to put rations on there, but there are uh, like with like with weather and stuff like that. Uh, avocados for what three days? Uh, <laughs> prices for avocados went up. No, was it avocados? Yes, yeah, I think it was avocados. avocados. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was avocados that went up for a few days. So. Uh, until they took the uh until they uh let uh let the imports come back into Mexico from the avocados. But it was that was based off of what's going on in that country with the violence and the drug cartels and everything else that was happening, right? So you gotta understand that there's a whole lot of uh we're all interconnected uh in this day of age uh, uh with uh with our stocks and especially with our monetary funds. And so with that. Uh, I want to sit back here and just make sure that a lot of you understand why I'm sitting up here saying that there are some things that are going to be very, very, uh, very, very important to actually get into why they're low. Because they're jumping high right now, like uh, I said before, um, oil, I think I don't know if I mentioned it last week. I believe I've been talking about oil for the last I should have been talking about it for the last month already mm -hmm. but i've been talking about oil and natural gas for a while now and i've been telling everyone hey look y'all see this 77 dollars a barrel 70 dollars a barrel and the price fluctuation it'll go up and then jump back down i'm letting you know that i know oil is possibly going to hit a hundred dollars at some point or go or go beyond uh germany's already holding a, ga a, a gas pipeline from russia uh the, uh in the in, in Europe, Italy is the only one that's really depended on the gas pipeline, uh, on pipelines and everything, because they don't have any nuclear facilities there. So it's about doing your homework, essentially, when you're doing stocks. It's not just thinking, well, I just got to look at the money, follow the money. You got to really just kind of like look at the overall picture. There's a whole picture there. And uh, 
I hope that I'm, I know that I'm seeing a whole lot right now. But again, when you get to asking me questions, uh, maybe I can break some of it down to you. Like, uh, let's look at uh, Chevron for a second. Chevron Corporation, CBX. And Ladon, um, as you're doing that, what you're what you what you want the the listeners to understand is that even any even much of the talk about negative things and how it how it will have a negative impact on the uh, economy that there's still opportunities and benefits to look for ways that uh, it will go up down or sideways. Yeah, exactly. There's always. Uh opportunities there's always opportunities and what i'm trying to do is show you uh give you some of the tools um uh, my door is mainly open uh especially for this here i love sharing information i love sharing um uh different stock tips and everything uh i like to be the like insider because i'm like over this all the time um for those who are actually looking just to kind of give you a quick example I've been talking about oil for a long time. I said Chevron because I was thinking about natural gas, but I've been Exxon Mobil right now. Uh, natural gas is going up too. But look at Exxon Mobil. I've been talking about it for a month. We're going back to last year, to 2021. If I could see my uh, little mouse right here, this is February. This is this time last year. We was hitting this $76, $7. It's been kind of going sideways here. This is what I've been talking about. It's uh, actually. Uh, and you will sit here and uh, learn how to work these things right here for at the while. Uh, let's see if I can get one more of those in here. So we've actually been uh, going here, uh, if y'all can see that. Uh, so we've been stuck between the 65, uh, 65, uh, 69 range uh, to 70, 90. Uh, and this is on a monthly calendar since 2021. Um, we've been pretty much peaking here, right here. Let me just move that down just a little bit. So that's our new base. That's what we call a, 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 a support line right there because it it would. We know that it's not been hitting that. We know that it's been. We got a lot of history with that support line around here, going all the way to April 20. Uh, April 20th. Look at what's happened. And again, uh, uh, Leland, you've heard me preaching gas, uh, gas and oil for it. I know at least a couple of weeks now, and I have been saying nothing, but Hey, we're going to sit there and see this go up. This is on a monthly calendar right here. Uh, already pre-programmed in. I am looking at this. And if we go back to historical data, uh, if I just move this all the way out, we're going to hit higher highs. This is 2021. This is 98. If I, I can take this all the way back to 83, uh, 71, uh, I can go further and further back here. Gas has been higher. The highest has ever been is right here at this is where it topped that out. This is a roof right here at like 105 right there we're going to hit 80 89 
that trend is coming. That trend, we have an actual trend that's actually happening right here. This is a trend that's been happening, been going up since November of last year. We've had a little bit of retracement. Retracement means that it goes down a little bit, kind of finds its support, and then it goes back up again. One of the better investments right now is ExxonMobil, is to hold on to it. Now, see, um, I'm not, I don't have another one of my sources open right now. I don't know why this keeps popping up there. But uh, the thing is, is that once you sit there and see this trend line right here, you'll sit there and see that historically, we can see this here. Now, you'll see where it was at one point, uh, at the highest peak at like 105. You see, this is where I say oversold, overbought, and then it comes back down. It comes back down to where it's oversold, overbought, and it raised back up. But see, here's what I consider my buy signal right here. If I bought it, well, I bought it right down here. Well, I probably bought it, I think, at 60. I think I thought I bought it at 63. I bought it. I got it at 63. And I've been riding it up. It's already a 77. But I'm telling you that it's going to go higher. And that's what I've been preaching because I feel like, oh, hey, if I got an audience and uh, typically uh, I, I've been texting and, and uh, actually before I actually start, got on uh, today's show, uh, telling them about the uh, prices that we should be looking for today. Or not for today, but the prices that we should be looking for are highs because we're going to hit a new higher high in the XI market. And the reason why you can know that is because, one, the S&P, that is something, the Standard & Poor Index, a lot of people are familiar with Dow Jones and NAS. Uh, Dow Jones is down 500 uh, points today. Uh, NAS is down 200 and S&P is down 50. S&P is kind of like that. Uh, calm wind, that's the one that you can kind of count on to actually be more consistent than anything else, less volatile. There's a lot of less, the, the volatility, volatility in it is low. So when you see S&P going either up or down, you can sit there and say, man, there's, there's something really happening in the world when it's moving. And so with the Dow down just today, because of the rumor of news, when Hitler gained power and, um, the 1940s, I believe. Um, 30s. 1938, I believe. Is mm -hmm. it 38? Yeah, in that, that time frame. 35 yeah, the, to 38. Yeah, yeah. That. Uh, the, the market went down. Uh, when uh, he started his invasion, uh, we actually, I actually have the market down to like, um, oh, let me see. I think the market was down... Real, real 72%. So, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I was going to say just real quick, and this is, I'm making a joke, but uh, for any any colleagues, friends, or family, or listeners who are Russian, uh, we're not calling Putin uh, uh, Hitler, but um, but we're, we're just drawing, we're drawing uh, what do you call it? Similarities, I guess. In the similarities. Similarities. World leaders. No. Yeah, world leaders. World leaders. And no. And you're right. Um, and I, uh, and please, please, miss, uh, please understand that I'm actually not talking about politicians or any figurehead uh, at all. Uh, who I'm, I'm talking about uh, actors in the world, world leaders, 
when they make one move, uh, like when Janet Yellen or uh, whomever the Treasury Secretary is now, uh, uh, <laughs> I just she just popped in my head. Uh, I know she's not anymore, but when they come on, the market instantly reacts. Uh -huh. That's the point that I'm making. The market reacts. Uh, uh, outside of Go uh, XAUSD. I got V on there. You're not going to see anything with a V. X, A, U, S. Huh. There we go. Where, Where is my gold? X, A, U. I don't know why. Now, that is definitely not the chart that I'm looking for. Uh, no. Uh. Oh, I see why. They got me on the wrong stock exchange. Uh. <laughs> but Don, will you say that, uh, you were mentioning um, world leaders, but would you say that major leaders uh, in various industries, not just leaders of countries, and you mentioned Yelp, Janet, but I was, I asked that because um, when when Buff says something, the, the the market may not shift as much, but it shifts when when Buffett says something or when when Elon uh, Musk says must say something. something. Yes, you know, uh, absolutely. Now, absolutely. it may not be as as long or jiggle, so to speak, but mm -hmm. there's an impact. Yes, absolutely, it, it does. Uh, there, uh, there are always uh, there's always a tweet, especially in this modern technology uh, age of technology. It doesn't take nothing but a tweet or a Reddit or anything else like that to uh, influence the market, and that's called impulse. And you see a lot of impulse. Uh, matter of fact, uh, the goodest, the best example of an impulse is uh, at um, nine thirty, or is it eight thirty? It's, it's, it's 8.30 US, when the market opens. You see nothing but impulse movements there. That's where you see where most people get intimidated with all the, the squiggly lines and everything just spiking and going down and everything. Those are all impulse movements and you can't react. Uh, one of the uh, secrets to being in the stock market and investing in the stock market is you have to, it's mainly psychological. You have to set your mind into what you're going to do before you actually get into doing it, uh, especially if you become an active trader and start trading. Like you see here, I could actually buy gold just by clicking this button. I haven't connected my brokers to this one yet, but I could actually click and actually sit back here and purchase gold just with a click of a button here uh, on this particular one. Uh, the thing is, is that, and I do my futures the same way on the ninja trap platform um and i can also sell it the same way because i see these impulse moves an impulse move is like you'll see this big old long strip right uh this big old long wick right here on this candle Let's see if i can zoom in a little bit this is what you call a wick uh i'm using hakanashi candles for those who who are uh who are familiar with the candle uh different candlesticks in line, some people uh, prefer line charts. 
some people prefer line charts. I'm actually someone who likes candles. So, yeah, I put the line chart on the candle so that you can see too. But I actually prefer candles because I can actually see how it's actually moving. Uh, so I use uh, Hakanashi candles. Uh, Hakanashi candles. Uh, those are those are my preferred ones right there because I can actually see the uh, impulse movements and I can actually uh, actually uh, 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 actually gauge on where the market is going with those movements. Like right now, I got gold right now. Like everything, gold is something that I will look at too. As long as the market is tanking, uh, forex, uh, like the U.S. dollar, uh, if I was to go at uh, USD, uh, oh, if I put the USD uh, compared to, let's see, the uh, AUD, the Australian dollar. USD versus the Australian dollar, AUD, USD. Let me get this off of here. AUD, USD. And I'm just going to use the Oakland then. AUD, USD. So this is, this is the market uh, on a month compared to the Australian dollar. And if I put it down to the five-minute chart, you won't see as much, but let's see if I roll it out. <sighs> you have to excuse me. Sometimes these charts are fun. There it is. <laughs> okay. Got it. All right. When I talked about like on the five minutes, if I was to go to the 930 that I was talking about at 845, that 930 when the bell rings. You see impulse movements right here. You see it going up and down real fast. That's what I'm talking about right there. These are impulse movements right here. They, they don't last long. They, it's something that just happens right here. Right, right now, AUD uh, USD AUD is going down into the um, is going down into the oversold area. I'm actually getting all kinds of indications that I should buy some AUD. This is what you call forex. It's anytime you travel to another country and you have to exchange it for their rate. So if you go to uh, Mexico and you get the peso, you're participating in forex. So uh, you're doing the same thing there. I'm just doing it here. You know, I, I, I make my money. Uh, uh, if you come back to America and with a thousand dollar, a thousand dollars in pesos, uh, and the exchange rate done changed, you might make a little bit more money, you might make a little less money, you know? So that's mainly what we're looking at there. Uh, I'm going to digress for a second because I know I've been talking for a minute and see if I got some questions. Yeah. So I know one of the questions that, um, how, you know, that I would, I would have is if I don't want to get as technical and I too, too deep into your charts, uh, what are some things that I should focus on to uh, probably hold as uh, as drama continues to increase um, over overseas? What is what are, what are stock takers or um, resources that I should purchase in the stock market and hold as the drama continues? Okay, that's a good. Uh, uh... 
Oh, that's a good uh, that's a good example right now. Okay, so right now, good good tickers right now, and I was naming them earlier, right? Because of their military contracts and military capacities for planes, uh, weapon uh, and weapons, um, uh, Boeing, Lockheed Martin, Radeon. Now, for the long term, I will say continue to be, uh, stay in real estate and um, uh, uh, treasury notes. Okay. All right. And for bonds and, for, and then go into bonds and oil. Oil is a little bit more volatile, but uh, oil and natural gas due to the the actual ge uh, location of this conflict or, or potential conflict or what have you right now the nature of it those two and and then uh one more that i have talked about was shipping shipping is going to be very important because uh yes everybody's focused on russia and um and i've got to put this out there real fast everybody's focused on russia and uh china but just this week Two, two, two of those companies I just named just got uh, just uh, got sanctions put on them by China. Guess who they were? Oh well, that uh -huh. Lockheed Martin and Raytheon. And you know what they did? They sold defensive weapons to Taiwan. Uh -huh. You got to remember that's the uh -huh. that's the second opening right there i'm gonna tell you right now that china's uh economy is actually almost is, is projected to be two three times greater than the u.s's gdp and i'm letting you know now that they're going to want their seat at the table they already have a seat at the table but they want to be at the head of the table and they're going to want their uh, they're going to want to try to take Taiwan back. But Taiwan, but that's interconnected. That's a whole nother atmosphere that we will talk about with Taiwan, Japan, Australia. That's a that that that's that's something that you got to lock in the back of your brain. That's something that is happening, too. It's just not as prevalent right now as you, Russia and Ukraine. China is watching them first to see how this plays out. And if they can even squeeze themselves in to take what they want with the distraction that's happening with the U.S. Because if the if U.S. is too outstretched because of its Navy, right now we got the power, most powerful Navy in the world. But the thing is, is that we are engaged with Russia. Come on. That's a superpower. We have to actually look at those things. So with NATO and all of those forces right there, you have to look at all those things. So you have to look. There's a whole lot. And so China, you're looking at semiconductors. We're already short on those. So you got to look for companies with semiconductors. Very important right now. Tesla is going through a bad thing, a bad break, but Toyota is doing doing excellent right now. Uh, American uh, auto companies are doing excellent right now. The problem is, is that because of inflation, the prices are so high on everything. Yeah. So, all right. I hope I answered the question, but then again, I might have digressed. I, I tend to do that. <laughs> No, no, you're fine. You're fine. So to, to sum up for, for someone who may who may have that who may maybe has the same question, uh, it would be in reference to uh, military com companies or companies that will produce. Um, you mentioned uh, aircrafts, and then um, 
possibly some natural resources. Natural resources, uh, the companies that provide satellite. Uh, there's uh, a lot of companies to do satellite imageries, uh, satellite has satellite uh, services at work as well. So uh, you'll want to look at those as well. Um, uh, but you dip. Would you be looking at tech companies? A lot of yeah, definitely. Artificial intelligence is, and robotics is is is, is, uh, is concerned. Definitely, it's going to be. It's those are uh, what you call those unicorn. You're looking for the unicorn. A unicorn in the stock market is that company that you really are not listening. Uh, is not really that popular. Like when Amazon was just in a small room, <laughs> but Amazon was a unicorn. Uh, Bitcoin was a unicorn. You know, uh, unicorns are those mythical creatures. Uh, well, you know what a unicorn is, but it's that mythical, it's that mythical stock, it's that mythical asset that attention. Uh, once it goes up, uh, it, it just it just changes it just it changes the landscape of everything. And so, yes, there is a couple of unicorns out there. I actually have to go and look at the names of them because I've really just started looking into them. Uh, I'm actually looking into their IPOs and everything. So I like to take I like to take my time before I actually even speak out their names because I don't want nobody to say he told me that that was a potential uh, <laughs> unicorn. And uh, like I said, if I ain't put my money on it, I ain't gonna say it. But everything else, I put my money on, uh, or I have put my money on, and so. Ladon, excuse me, Ladon, you said something earlier. And I, I apologize for cutting you off. Um, and and that is somewhere early on in the process. So you have to read. So no matter how much information you provide, not just you, but but anybody who's getting information from a source. <clears throat> should not take the source carte blanche what you got to do is you got to still do some research mm -hmm. you know you got to do your own due diligence and 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 find your own personal sweet spot and say hey this is what i'm comfortable with and do what you're comfortable with not necessarily jumping in uh, you know in, into the pool because everybody else knows where the sharp rocks are or the alligators or or jaws exactly you know, and, and as if, and, and again, like I say, uh, history is very important too. Like you always find me looking all the way 10, 15, 20 years back. I know it seems like it's, too, but when is your money that you worked for or that your family worked for? Why not? Uh -huh. Why is it not important? Wouldn't you pay somebody else to do it? And then Again, it goes back to that thing. Uh, go back to if you go and I do, I do advise you go to a financial advisor and talk to him about it. Uh, but understand if you go into the agreement where you're getting 15 percent increase on your investment a year, uh, expect your 15 percent. They're going to get you your 15 percent, even if it's just off of one of those. What? Seven or eight items I named. They might just get your 15 percent off of a municipal bond while their whole portfolio consists of everything else on that list. that I just said. <laughs> <laughs> they done already pulled your money together with the other resources that they had and they done got into all these other assets while they were low and they got you 15%. They might throw you might a couple of extra percent and said, hey, we had a better year than we expected. Uh, make sure that you uh, recommend your family and anybody else that you come on over. Tell them that I got you 17% instead of 15 this year. Uh, and I've been consistent in that. And it's easy to be consistent with uh, 
with with uh with investing it's just like i said that you want to make sure that your advisor actually uh is actually putting you in a position to where you can capitalize better and that you're if you're being active and I, and again that's the whole point of coming on to this show today is to sit there and just let everyone know you have to be active you know yes you have a 401k or a Roth IRA or any of these other financial instruments and having professionals handle it for them but at the end of the day, what are they doing day to day with your money? They go on a day five days a week, you know, with the markets open. They're doing something with your money. Um, you got to know uh, what they're doing because, like I said, uh, I know there are safety nets now to try to prevent a depression, uh, to prevent the depression now to where they shut the day even day. They actually, I know the U.S., if, if you if it falls down, the whole market loses 3% or, or more than 3%, then they might have even suspend it for two hours now or something. So, I mean, they're not going to just let it crash. But the thing is, is that you need to understand what is being done with you. And so that you're just not looking at a financial statement at the end of the year and be like, ah, okay, this is what they did. Man, I wish you had gotten to that Lockheed Martin or that uh, gold or better yet, why do I have gas problem right here? You know, ain't they being sanctioned right now? Gas problem is a uh, the major Russian uh, utility uh, company. I think they also have a central bank there as well. Um, again, all this stuff, like I said, those things are affected. This ain't got nothing to do with political statements or anything. Those things are just affected by itself with the news, with what's going on. You know, so you got to make sure, like, man, don't have 90 or, or four, uh, uh, 18% of my portfolio in Gazprom where you know that they're about to be sanctioned and that, you know, according to the rules of uh, engagement, that when the country, uh, when a country, when there's an enemy of the U.S. being fought against, you know, they freeze their assets. They confiscate all of that stuff. They take everything, you know, don't don't have your money in that. Uh, let me see if I can actually even just pull that up real fast. What I, based on what you just said, what I, what I, what I have deduced is no, I don't have that there is volatility, there is risk, but you, you need to be as aggressive and as you can be and and you have to monitor um who's doing what with your 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 resources your assets your investments if you're not doing it yourself exactly because it could be a fluid situation uh you can have some assets that can be there for a long time you know like i ain't never saying that you could uh like at&t you could hold that for 20 30 40 years or better uh and just keep uh keep it in a drip account and just let it continue to compound but if you know that you have all this if if 90 percent of your portfolio is in just one asset say say at&t yeah. you know what i'm saying and you see that okay oil is going up why didn't he diversify and help make more money? Remember, we talked about talents, uh -huh. you know, last time, you know, why didn't he diversify uh -huh. and actually sit back there and help you get a larger increase? Now, the thing is, is that if you're not informed, then he may have diversified and went into the oil and natural gas and got an increase. But in your portfolio, 
you're only going to get what you're getting because you didn't ask. You know, you know, you letting him manage the fund, you know, and if he said to said, well, no, I don't think that, you know, I don't think the oil is going to do good right now for the next couple of years. Well, why have you been outside and filled up your car? You know, why is the U.S. government talking about getting rid of the gas tax right now so that uh, 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 so that uh, we don't hit five or six dollars? I mean, seriously, if your if your financial advisor is telling you not to have any oil or gas right now, then you really going to have to question and you're going to have to give me a darn good reason when it's about to hit one hundred dollars a barrel. You know, yeah. Unless we get some magic uh, solar panels or something that are like twenty or thirty times more efficient, you're still going to need to be burning oil and natural gas for the next twenty odd years at least. Absolutely, for your homes and everything, and then uh, turning Biden's uh, call to uh, get most of the cars uh, uh, gas free or whatever uh, uh, to be on energy. Electronic, uh, electrical, that's still going to take a long time. That's going to take some time, you know, to do. And so gas is pertinent. So I'm sending uh, his call for what, 80%? I think he wants 80% of automobiles that way. It's going to take some time to change that over. Well, the power so the power still comes from somewhere, too. You, you're not powering most of your electric vehicles entirely off solar or wind or even nuclear. We don't have enough reactors for it, so... No, and you're not going to coal. You have an environmentalist going crazy. Oh, bite your tongue. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's right. I mean, most of our areas are already have water problems. You can't afford to be using coal now. Well, exactly. But we, well, yeah. Anyway, I understand. I'm not being devil's advocate. I'm just saying, unfortunately, you know, you know, and I know that the whole idea of coal uh, burning is a political. I mean, it's a. Yeah, it's a political issue more so than a humanitarian or mm -hmm. environmental issue. It's yes. more political than anything else, yeah. which is unfortunate. Um, interesting. So, on a positive note, knowing that there are some, there's always going to be some polar, polarity in the market, that should make it easier for people to see opportunity to invest. Exactly. All you have to do is just see what you're, you know, in the best, if the, the best way to see that is to look at, look at what you're spending your money on. You do your budget for your household, look and see where you're spending your money on and see where prices are going up, going down, and then look into those companies. And then on top of the dues, you will actually be a receipt. Like, I, again, like I said before, you know, I tell somebody that's younger than me, uh, hey, you you worried about them Jordans, but you don't have no stock in Nike, you know, you know, why? At least that's a residual income. <laughs> At least you put it into something, you know, you just ain't buying them a, that $200 or however much those things cost. Uh, uh, it just ain't gone down the tank. At least you own a part of it. They're going to give you some of that, whether it's uh, one or two or three percent, whatever it is that they're paying out. Now, you know, at least have one, uh, one, one share of it. Um, Levi's, you know, if you like jeans and have some Levi's trout, I mean, they've been around for over a hundred years, you know, get it. It's, 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 it
what, what I'm hearing you say, Don, is that um, it's important to one, because so if I was a beginner investor, mm -hmm. um, I would I would, one, I would agree, like, well, not agree, I would follow those instructions, which is even if you're not certain what you should invest in, then at a minimum, invest in what you are already technically investing in your life anyway. So if you are, you know that you're an, hypothetically, if you're an avid avocado eater, or so, or so they claim millennials are, an example, uh -huh. go ahead and buy avocados. Or if you're, an, if you're an avid Apple supporter, you have all the gadgets and gizmos, then go ahead and purchase uh, Apple electronics. If you're an avid, you know, as you mentioned, and sneaker head and go ahead and purchase yeah. some Jordans. Yeah. If nothing else, even if you don't purchase it, at least look at it. Look and see where it is and look at it, look and see exactly when's the best time to purchase it. You know, where's uh most of it because I, I, just like things go up, they must come down. And again, I can sit there say you can be profitable doing both depending on what uh financial tool that you're using. If you're a day trader, then you can use uh you can use put options as well as uh you can use call options. Call options is when you're buying it, put options is when you're selling it. You can make money both ways, or if you just think that it's gonna swing and straddle the rope and stay uh Nissan. Good example of a company who is pretty good at going sideways. It's something that you will use, you know. So uh, uh, I, I don't mean to, for any Nissan people. I don't mean to offend anyone uh, when I drop any names or, uh, or any stocks or uh, names or companies or anything. It's just like I said. It's just simply business right now. Um, you just have to look at it. Look and see where it peaks at during the year. And then go back two and three years and look at it on a chart like this here. It's really uh, if you don't like looking at candles, just just look and see where. Okay, man, I can see it fail a lot this month. And then I see it's going a lot right now. Right now, I'm just looking at the futures market right here. That's what's up on the screen right now. Um, you know, the thing is, is that things go uh, things uh, go up, and they're actually consistently going up. Uh, throughout the years, a lot of things, believe it or not, have uh, the NASDAQ, the uh, S&P, the, uh, the uh, Dow, they have consistently been going up every year since the 1980s. It probably been longer than that, but I'm just going off what I know for sure that's been in my face uh, lately. You know, yes, you do see some drops. You, you see you see some pullbacks. That's another reason. That's another word for sell-offs and everything. But eventually, it continues to go up. So each year, you're making money. Uh, I know people sit there and say, well, how do I get into the S&P 500? Talk to your financial advisor. Find out how you can get into the market some ways. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what is it? Robinhood? They don't do that. They don't do these things. You can't day trade on a chart like this here with Robinhood. You could probably do it with crypto. You know, if you was to uh, put in a crypto, BTC, US. Uh, I guess. So let's say hypothetically, yeah. speaking of crypto, let's let's pretend that um, Elon Elon Musk and I were out for uh, for drinks yesterday. And he said, you know what, Leland, I'm thinking about making another radical uh, tweet <laughs> about crypto. And I said, oh, okay, Elon, sounds good, my man. 
And so I go ahead and prepare, I go ahead and position myself properly to take advantage of, of, uh, of his future tweets. Mm -hmm. So how do you take advantage of that? <laughs> uh, again, say, yeah. yeah, okay, all right. So you just hit a positive and a negative in that statement right there, because the thing is, is that uh, I talk about impulse uh, uh, a couple of times today. Uh, those tweets are impulse. People will move on that. Uh, again, I was a big Dogecoin fan. You know, I just believe that we're going to the moon with Eli with that one and the little dog or whatever the dog Shinzu. Uh, but uh, Shinzu was actually doing good, by the way. That's a that's a little offshoot of dog coin. But the thing is, is that uh, uh, you sit back here and you look at it. Those tweets uh, create in, uh, it's for it's mainly for the generational people. And I think that's where. Uh, Big banks, big money manipulates the little money, you know. So you will sit there and see someone put a tweet out there or put 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 some things out on social media and, and watch for a reaction. And once they get that reaction, maybe the Elons and all of them, they can sit back there and laugh, you know. <laughs> see, look, I put this out there and watch that market move. That Saturday, that Saturday night uh, moment was horrible for a lot of people but for some it made a lot of money you know i actually got out way before that stuff happened i got out when he hit 70 70 cent or 68 cent i got scared i took my little money and ran because i got in at nine cent and got 70 something cent out of it i got a good return so uh so, so you do you have access to Activision? Activision? Yeah, uh, um, Buffett dropped a billion dollars uh, um, in that company last week. Um, and Microsoft is buying it uh, for like 32 billion. For the metaverse? No, not meta. Um, um, Blizzard Activision's been going through uh, some on, let me problems see. recently. A-T-V-I. A-T. Uh, Activ Activision. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. It's a Let's see. Whoa. And it's trading at $81 right now. Yep. It's trading at 81.16 right now, right at this moment. I'm on the month's calendar here. I get it uh -huh. into uh, the hourly so I can actually well, look at it. I just asked only because, you know, you know, people listen to Buffett and he, he said, hey, I bought a, a billion dollars worth. So I'm buying a billion dollars worth before the deal was closed with Microsoft. So it's just interesting to see if Buffett saying I did. did that when did he say that? This was last week. Last well, week. So I'm on the hour right now. And if I look on the day. Well, last week, a week before. Well, he also claims that he was not aware that uh, Microsoft is going to be buying it. That this was just oh, he's on the board. Come on. <laughs> so January eighteenth is where you sit there and see that big old uh, that big old jump, that spike right there, because it was it's it's had uh, uh, it had a trend line of. Uh, 
actually it had a support and resistance of 68, uh, 68 to, and uh, it had uh, support. No, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, support line was, uh, let's see, let me sit there and see if I can put it right here. Support line was $59. That was 50, okay. 59. Sometime in uh, January, it jumped up to what, 85. And sure, then sure. it corrected itself some uh, on a day's calendar. And after that correction, it's been, it's been, so if I was to draw a line right now, this would be the new uh, uh, support line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That will be the new uh that will be the new goal because the thing is is that everything is always going to come back to here. But see, I'm gonna give you a term that I like using. Hear me out, y'all. This is called money on the table. I see money on the table in this right here. So money on the table is when you see this right here. There is some money on the table left right here. There's and see it's already had higher higher parts right there. So the one thing I know have anybody heard of called what you call institutional uh institutional uh, buyers when you wait and watch to see what the institutional mm-hmm. market do. So when you mm-hmm. see when the bank moves and stuff like that, yeah, banks never leave money on the table. They always come and clean it up. So when you got moves like this here, you got to look and see where that other money is. Is there any other money on the table right there? There's money right there. And there's money right there. There's money in those. And see, look, look, I got price points for already right there. So at the lowest it would ever go is right here. I don't think we're going to see that. money. It's going to come and clean this money up. So at some point, in this assets movement, it's going to eventually have to come down here, take that money off the table. And see, we as what we call <laughs> retail investors, we as retail investors, the way the institutions do, they'll actually sit there and let us get all our money clumped up, clumped up, clumped up. And they sit there and say, okay, where are we going? Where, what are we going to do? So retail investors are trying to figure out what the institutions are going to do. And so what we're doing is actually seeing, hold on, I'm stretching it out so that you can see uh, what, what is happening here. So we as retail investors, we're going to be like, man, we see there's money on the table right here. But the institutions see this money too. So we know it's got to go down before it goes back up and hits those previous highs. They go back up here anywhere. It has to come and clean up its mess. That was the mess right there. It has to come and clean up that mess. That mess got to get cleaned up. So it's got to come all the way back down here, clean that mess up, and then it can go ahead and shoot. So, uh, Ladon, uh, Marcus has a has a question. Yes, uh, I just wanted to add for every anybody looking at the graph, the big spike in purchases actually starts a couple days before Microsoft makes their announcement that they're going to buy Activision Blizzard, and rumors had gotten out about that about five days in advance. So that's why you're seeing uh, 
so all of a sudden a huge amount of buying yeah so we had already went up to where we was on the ball it never went to the oversold area it, it just actually went here i got a doji right here i'm sorry uh we talk about that another time uh, about candle patterns <laughs> but it sit there and showed me that it was going to jump uh if i went to a a, a shorter calendar uh, uh this is on the four hour we sit there and we see that voluntarily i actually got a buy signal back in those uh back way back then it's like hey we were selling, but I got a buy signal, and then I got caught my dojis. So if I had bought right here, if I was <laughs> looking at nice that, return. nice return. Nice return, and then it only retraced back a little bit. Now, like I said, it still got money on the table. Eventually, it's going to come and clean that money up. Institutions are good for cleaning their money up. When no one will say, but eventually, like I only got I got an hour on this four hour chart. There's an hour and 50, uh, 50 minutes left here. Uh, but we could see that same as though I was playing the options market or something like that, you could have been making money by staying pretty steadily right here as well. So there's ways in which you can make money all the time. And it's based off the news that uh, I don't know if that was Marcus or uh, Hank that brought that on. But uh, yes, you could, yeah. Uh, when you're actually put when you're actually uh, looking at the news, you can actually look and go back to a chart. And if you chart it right or if you start looking or you put your indicators on a chart like trading view, uh, this is more like historical, you know, this is like for me to learn, like now that I don't put marks on this chart, you know, I'm going to look at this later on. Uh, <laughs> I think I should get paid for a sock tip. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you sat there and said that because I think I gave you like eight of them today by yourself. If you was nah, listening. nah, too late. No, no, too late. Too late. <laughs> and and I say that to say I hope people are listening. I know there's a lot of information being being uh, discussed today, disseminated, and things of that sort. You know, and and you don't have to buy the whole farm. You know, no. if, if this is a farm with 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 animals or a farm with vegetables and stuff, just go out there and buy what you can afford today. You know that that's all. Don't borrow money to spend money. Okay. Exactly. I truly agree with that. I'd like to add as well. Uh, yeah, how about this? We've been talking about trying to get uh, dividends and such to uh, help increase the value of your portfolio over time. To be honest, you don't have much of a choice about investing in some manner. Because if you don't, like if you don't have your money growing on its own, the Federal Reserve is targeting a, uh, intra or an inflation rate of 2% every year. It means if, you put, if you've got 10 grand sitting in the bank, in five years, it's only worth nine grand now. It's like the number value is still the same, but your actual buying power has dropped off significantly. So if you're not ahead of that curve, your money is just dwindling away with you at, without you knowing it. Absolutely. And, and another word for that is called cost of living. Mm -hmm. Well, Marcus, aside from that, 
if you got money just sitting in the bank at 0.01%, you know, we, as we said last week, the bank is making money off of your money. They know your, they know your habits. They know you just sort of, you, they know what your, your floor and your ceiling is, and they play with your money. They play with that five or 10 mm -hmm. grand every day because they can always cover your bet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a while before they give you the two pennies to start rubbing together. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So the moral so of that story is don't put all your money in the bank. No, uh, make it work for you. Yeah. Uh, if you had uh, just imagine if you had a 28 year old at your home uh, living with you and eating and <laughs> using all the hot water and stuff, eventually you're going to sit there and say, hey, look, you're going to go. If you don't get a job, you're going to clean this kitchen, clean this bathroom, clean this, uh, cut the grass, trim that tree, uh, <laughs> clean that pool, whatever you want. You're going to get your money's worth out of them. <laughs> starting to feel attacked over here. <laughs> At a certain point, no matter the age, or yeah, at a certain point, you know, the tax benefit wears off with, uh, you know, as you mentioned, with God, put put to work. Yeah, exactly. And again, this is the reason why I said to say you always have you uh, you always got to have somebody working for you. And then for spark financial management, you don't have to start off with a lot of money just to say this. Uh, again, you take after you finish with your obligations, that means your bills and everything else. Do you take what you have there? You divide that up into percentages. Take twenty five percent. Always pay yourself. You, you deserve that. You know, pay yourself out of your wage. Pay yourself 25%, put the rest up. And then don't just put it up just to stay there and get stale so you can throw it out later, you know, on something else. Have it working for you. Make it make sense to you so that if you had to go back there and pinch off of it, you pinch it off more than what you put in there. That's all. That's really ultimately all I've said in these last uh, two visits is to say that, you know, have something working for you and you don't need, if you can only start off with $50, TD Ameritrade, E-Trade, uh, 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 all those different vehicles, they take that. Uh, if you do go to a financial advisor, then uh, essentially sit there and tell them that that's what you want to work on. Roth IRAs, they set that up and you can start having just a minimum to pay, uh, just Take that percentage out after you do your budget and you have that going in there and it's working for you. But then again, like I said, don't just give to somebody to work it for you. You work it yourself, too. You know, yes, they can pull the levels and the strings, but at least you tell them what, what chords to play. You know, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or, or at least you can tell them uh, what type of music you like, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, whether it's long or drawed out, uh, or if you want to party all night, or if you wanted to sit back there and you just want something just to listen to for while you're washing the dishes, short term. <laughs> uh, it's just, like I said, it's just a matter of what your style is and what you're looking at. Uh, and the thing is, this is about foresight, not living in the moment, but thinking in the future. You know, we got to we got to get off that age of instant gratification. And unfortunately, technology and everything else has set us there. And uh, we depending on everything else to do stuff for us instead of us doing it on ourselves on our own. Um, we have to actually be more involved. Um, if there's no other message that I give to you uh, with this, um, that's it. Just get involved. Uh, 
uh, learn what they're doing. If nothing else, understand it. Even if you don't participate in it, understand it so that as you're looking at the news, looking at a chart, you don't have to know what a doji is or morning star is or a evening star uh, candle pattern is. You just know that, hey, look, the market is bearish today, but in my position, I can, I could, I, I can, uh, either I'm making money or, uh, I'm, uh, or I'm absorbing that with my other assets that are making money, you know? So it's not about an up and down day because everybody look at the market today and see the Dow's 500 points down. Oh man, people lost money today. No, people made money today too. That's good. Uh, um, what, go ahead, Marcus. Sorry. Oh, I did want to add the only thing I'd be uh, worried about is be careful when investing or buying stock through leverage with your broker just because if eh, I'll say it, if you have a downturn and you're not leveraged then it doesn't hurt you that bad it's like eh, you know the market's going to go back up eventually it always does but if you're working on uh, loans from your broker one the interest rates are usually fairly high and two they can force you to sell the stock at a bad time. It's like that's easiest way to lose most of your investment. So, you know, and you don't have to invest uh, with leverage at all. It's not always a bad thing if you do, but just know that they can force you to sell if you can't pay your obligations to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Those margin calls is something else. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so, no. Uh... Uh, you gotta you gotta pay attention to everything that's going on and make sure that you don't get yourself in that position. Hence, the reason why your assets don't need to be stagnant if they're not doing anything mm -hmm. for you at the moment. You should make them liquid, and your investor or a financial advisor or, or whomever you use it should be should know enough to help you make those liquid as well. Uh, again, the environment changes, and uh, as the uh, financial environment is fluid, so should your portfolio be as well. It should not be stuck stagnant. It should not be stagnant at all. It should never be stagnant. The moment it's stagnant, you should be up and you should be active uh, at that point, uh, trying to make sure it's not stagnant. Because again, if your bank card isn't working, then whose fault is it? Well, you're gonna find out. You're gonna get to the bottom of it, especially if you are already in line to purchase something. <laughs> so uh, it's really, uh, like I said, it's, it's, I make a fun of it, but at the, at the, at the same time, it's not funny because we're not told these things. And mm -hmm. it's, um, it's quite, it's, it's quite sad that our, 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 our educational system is that way at this point. And again, this is not a knock on the teachers. This is a knock on those. Uh, actually, I'm not even knocking the administrators. I'm, I'm, uh, it's, it's, I, 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 I'm going to say it's home too, because we, we're, 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 we're not teaching ourselves at home because honestly, I, I, my degree is in business and uh, we have accounting. I mean, uh, we, uh, I'm actually uh, looking at some accounting and writing up some stuff right now uh, on a contract. And the thing is, is that my two-year-old, she barely spells her middle name, but she's learning. She learns my uh, chart pattern. She knows how to, she's, she's like, oh, oh, this is where we buy our money at. <laughs> and, and, and it's because we're trying to put that in there early. You know what I'm saying? We have to do it early and we have to do it consistently. And then even for those kids that are grown now, we have to do it consistently too. Just always hammering it in there. They might think that we are pests, 
might think that we've been because I do it to my nephews. I do it to everybody. I kind of I mean, what are you doing? I don't just talk about those Jordans here on this on this show. I'm talking to those Jordans. Man, everybody, I go to every every family event I go to. Man, those are some nice shoes. I ain't never owned a pair of Jordans in my life because I don't see me paying no two hundred dollars for no pair of shoes. <laughs> I want to I want to say something real quick. So, um. And this is just just a part in words and to help anyone. Unfortunately, we live in a society where our money is a currency. And so those who understand the difference, you, you, you get it. Those who don't understand the difference, don't worry about it. Just know that your money or our money is a currency. And um, like a true current of water, it's best that that water is moving and it's not stale. Therefore, it's not sitting. We have banks where a river bank would direct where that current goes. And if you're having your water sitting or if it's being stale, eventually it's not going to be any good. And because of the hyperinflation environment that we're in right now, everyone's current or everyone's currency should remain moving in some, some shape or form. It should be working in some shape or form. So if you don't want to be a day trader, I get it 100%. Uh, I'm not a day trader, but one, but something that I have been contemplating is as I'm looking for other investments, other hard physical assets to buy, I still do want to have that money working in some regards, earning something. And so being able to have options is super important. So I would suggest the same thing. But of course, uh, everyone has the ability to, to make their own, their own decision. So that is it. Thank you, Leland. That was well put, man. Uh, I do enjoy it. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, a lot of fun. Right. I appreciate you guys letting me on. I appreciate you guys letting me with my monologue. Hey, what's up, guys? This episode is sponsored by Morning Brew. Morning Brew is actually a newsletter that we use at our company to basically get an edge or an advantage on our competition and when it comes to investment news. Morning Brew is a free newsletter that anyone can utilize. And every morning around 5 a.m., you're going to get a crisp, structured email newsletter that will give you insider advantage when it comes to trading, investing, and building your portfolio. So if that sounds of interest to you, all you have to do to get your new subscription is go to leechandler.net slash morning brew. That's leechandler.net slash morning brew. Talk to you soon.